0: This week, we give you all the nuts and bolts of actually visiting Walt Disney World, not just the campground, and we're talking about the Anderson Hitch. Do we like it? Are we happy with it? That and more. This is the RV Miles Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by L.L. Bean, who makes it easy and fun to simply step outside. That might mean breaking a speed record in a rugged, built-for-fun sonic snow tube, walking an extra block in a warm, weather-resistant down jacket, or just taking a breath on your doorstep before cozying up in a quilted sweatshirt. For however you experience the outdoors, shop clothing and gear at llbean.com. Be an outsider. Welcome to episode 226 of the RV Miles podcast. I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip since 2016. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news, our national parks, travel destinations like the happiest place on Earth, and so much more.
0: We are covering, uh, this is sort of our second episode on Walt Disney World. Uh, and we're going to cover all the nuts and bolts of how to actually go because it really does take a lot of planning and figuring out. It's, it's. I'll just say it's not worth it to just show up at Disney World with no idea what you're going to do. No. Um, it's a lot, a lot of money to do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a lot of money, regardless. But when you show up with no plan, it gets real expensive yep.
0: real quick. So we're going to cover uh, quite a bit of that. But last week we talked about the differences in towing. The fifth wheel and the travel trailer Mm -hmm. and we had a question about our hitch the anderson hitch that we use with the fifth wheel and whether we like that and if we could give a you know a little bit further of a review on on driving a fifth wheel with the anderson hitch so i thought we would start the show off with a little bit of that well
1: you take it away because you (laughs) researched this whole thing and as i was reminded last week uh, I should sit quiet and oh. let you talk let, about the grown-up you, things. You
0: can't just say, "Don't." You make it sound like I said that. Oh I, no! <laughs> oh no! 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 No!
1: No! No! no. Uh, I need to let my husband do the talking. <laughs> is what I was informed. So Which, you go right ahead.
0: I do not want to be married to somebody who
1: <laughs> well, you're just not.
0: lets her husband do the talking.
1: <laughs> you're so, not, so you don't need to I'm worry. Not. But in this particular this case, ca-
0: <laughs> this particular case, you, I do you, not. Have- you don't
1: care. I don't care. I said to you when we were getting the fifth wheel that I didn't care. Well, let
0: I, let me, it just for those uh, unaware, that the Anderson hitch is different than a typical fifth wheel hitch. A typical fifth wheel hitch is like a semi-truck hitch where uh, the pin on on the fifth wheel goes into a jaw and it locks in place. The Anderson hitch is a little bit different because it's a ball, uh, it's a, a a gooseneck style hitch which is which is a very common type of hitch for pulling a fifth wheel shaped trailer, it's not a fifth wheel hitch, but it's a common type of hitch for pulling a, a trailer shaped like this, like uh, a lot of farm trailers are, are gooseneck trailers, right? Uh, but the problem with those is the uh, the stresses that get put on the front end of that trailer don't, don't make it so great for uh, an RV fifth wheel. So Anderson has come up with this this hitch that brings that ball from the bed up to fifth wheel hitch height. Right, so it's a pyramid with a ball on the top of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that the and then on the standard king pin for the fifth wheel you put this coupler onto and that drops over the top of the ball and then you have a lock that you lock it in place it's made of aluminum instead of steel which has a lot of people in a tizzy all over the interwebs airplanes are made out of aluminum aluminum is strong Uh, i i trust that there are anytime the anderson hitch gets brought up in an internet forum these this one picture of a crushed anderson hitch shows up over and over and people say i will never put an aluminum hitch in my bed of course there are plenty of photos of other hitches that have been crushed well aren't there plenty
1: of photos of of cars crushed (laughs) yeah rvs crushed (laughs) homes Uh, it's a demolished it's a
0: perfectly safe hitch now the reason we chose the anderson hitch um was primarily because we weren't buying from a dealer Mm -hmm. Right. So we were uh, going to the manufacturer to pick our unit up because of our relationship with Forest River and and them having us be brand ambassadors for Sabre. So when you go to a dealership like they can adjust the pin box up and down and do that kind of stuff to make sure that you're at the right height for the rails of the bed of your truck and all that and we are a short bed truck in the first place i wanted to make sure that i had quick and easy adjustments that i could make right then and there uh to our clearances and the anderson hitch gives me that flexibility you can up adjust it up and down uh and you can adjust it forward and backwards depending on how you place that coupler on your fifth wheel it's a great hitch because it is very light. It's about forty pounds. So when we are visiting family, for instance, and we've put our trailer in storage for a bit, I can pop the the hitch out easily, carry it myself uh, out of the bed, and uh, and and then I can turn our, our 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 we have the goose ball that we have that it attaches to is a and W turnover ball. So it actually can flip upside down and make a perfectly flat surface in the bed of the truck. So And
1: our family loves when we put this in their garage. <laughs> yes. They just they love put it. it. In their
0: garage. <laughs> and, and then we have all kinds of room for hauling stuff back and forth for Christmas and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, The ride is great. Uh, I have heard people say that you feel a little bit more road vibration than a standard fifth wheel hitch, um, but less bucking and chucking. And I, I have not towed with a standard fifth wheel hitch, but I can say I probably would agree with that. I don't feel any bucking or chucking anywhere. That that's when it you like you like the truck goes forward, and then you feel the fifth wheel latch on, and and you stop, and you feel the fifth wheel hit forward. We mm-hmm. don't really get that at all, but no. we do feel the road a a, a bit, and uh, when they when it's kind of bumpy, you can you can notice that a bit.
1: I will say that I, I did notice the difference just in the, the fifth wheel, and again, from the trailer, is that it does do, and I think this is part of that bucking and chucking, <laughs> that makes me laugh, um, that there does feel to be, like, this push forward a little bit yeah. sometimes. Like, it's, it's, I don't know exactly what that yeah. is, but... It seems, and it's only, it's not consistent. It's not just when we're driving down yeah. the road. It's, you know, you're coming to a stop and you start, you do feel the fifth wheel kind of kind of give you some forward momentum a little bit and the truck sort of stop that. And right. I don't know, that I'm sure that's very common so in the way it's in, hooked in, up. And
0: so chucking is when that pressure from the fifth wheel, when you stop, yeah. when you act, when there's like some looseness in the hitch and you feel it, kind of bang uh-huh. right so we feel of course it's a you know it's 15,000 pound yeah, it's a fifth wheel you can feel a little bit of force home. behind you mm-hmm. but it's not uh it's not hitting it's not banging right right <laughs> you, think, you think this is a hilarious conversation
1: I no I don't <laughs> I think calling it bucking and chucking I think that that was developed by somebody with a sense of humor okay. that is grown up. That's what I think.
0: Uh so I, I overall uh I'm very happy with it. Uh the price is is okay. Um the the convenience of it is great. Uh we did have to make a little bit of a change because we have a bed rug in our truck which is like a it's like a trunk liner. So the whole bed of our truck is is soft lined, which I love. I, that's the best thing that I, we've ever bought for our truck. And it, uh, Anderson actually recommends that you use something like that or a mat or something under the, uh, under the hitch so that you can actually keep it from doing any sort of lateral movement. And the, the bed rug is thick enough that I had to, to order Anderson's extension to, mm-hmm. um, that made it work a little bit better with our goose ball, so you could you couldn't do it right from the box um, with what we had, which was unfortunate. But you know, it 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 worked out. It was a, an additional seventy five bucks, um, which isn't nice, but you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I we have no experience with other fifth wheel hitches, but I find this one as the person that's usually you know is the person who is backing you up to get you hooked up to this. This is a thousand times easier to do than it was with the trailer. Yeah. And there's a there's a lot more um it's a lot more forgiving in how precise you have to be too. Like it'll grab, you know, even if you're you're off a little bit, it'll still grab. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's something also very satisfying about it like watching it hook up. Like I I don't know what that <laughs> is, but there's something <laughs> That doesn't come across <sighs> correct,
0: but I I do. Let's move on I, from this. I, well, this I do want to add Putting me into the,
1: a, a big hole.
0: <laughs> one of the things that I do like about it is that you. you one of the issues with fifth, fifth wheel hitches is always that you don't get as much room in the bed uh, for bringing things yeah. along with you. I because the, all the attachment is up high. I, I feel comfortable laying stuff on the sides of the the Anderson hitch and stuff and in and around it. And I feel like I'm not really losing a whole lot of bed space. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say we do use chains with it. Uh, A lot of people are back and forth on whether you need to use chains with the Anderson hitch or not. I feel like you do. Uh, Usually the law in most states is that any sort of ball hitch has to have chains. And the reason for that isn't because they're more dangerous. It's because people forget to latch the hitch. So a standard fifth wheel hitch, if you pull away and it's not latched properly, you might do some damage to the truck. The the fifth wheel is going to fall on the bed of your truck, but you haven't endangered people on the highway. With something like the Anderson hitch, if if you didn't latch the hitch, you would be able to get it out on the highway before it bounces off and then, you know, causes some severe damage somewhere. So that's you, that's the main reason for the chains.
1: Do you know what my question going forward to you is going to be? Did you latch be? the hitch? Did you
0: latch the hitch? <laughs> yes, I latched the hitch.
1: You didn't <sighs> even let me finish
0: my sentence. <laughs> so I'm a fan of it. Uh, it works great for us. But you know oh. what? All the other hitches work work pretty well as well. Uh, it was just the, the right thing for us.
1: Everybody has their own will to choose you, you can just can desperately oh, want to find a way to get into this need. conversation
0: about a hitch that <sighs> you have no interest no. in
1: it's not that no let's i don't want to say that it's not that i don't have an interest that's not it at all of course i want us to have the very best for our situation and i want you to be incredibly knowledgeable about it which you are it's that because i know you are so knowledgeable about it and i know the kind of research you're going to do i am free to check out Of this decision (laughs) and that's a beautiful thing just like you're free to check out of other decisions that we make that impact all of us right shall shall
0: we get to something that you oh that i got you want to talk about
1: yes and i wish i could wear my mickey ears or my mini ears while we're talking why why aren't you because i am wearing a giant headset jason we could have made it work we could have made it work (laughs) that's why we're gonna take a
0: break and when we come back we're gonna talk about walt disney world
1: (laughs) we'll be right back
0: Electrical Surge Protection is one of the cheapest insurance policies you can provide for your RV, and the Power Watchdog Smart Surge Protector, made by Hughes Autoformers, beats the competition with field-replaceable surge modules. With other brands, when the Surge Protector takes a large surge or a spike, You have to throw it away. The Power Watchdog can be brought back to life with one small, affordable part that you can replace yourself. They'll even give you a free surge module in the first two years, and now they have a limited lifetime warranty. Use the coupon code RVMILES, all one word, for 10% off your order at HughesAutoFormers.com. That's code RVMILES for 10% off at HughesAutoFormers.com.
1: If you've been thinking about picking up a solo stove, now is the perfect time. During the off-season, Solo Stove continues to offer discounts on their popular fire pits, including our favorite, the Bonfire. RV Miles listeners can save even more money by heading over to rvmiles.com slash solostove and using the link and promo code. Take advantage of all the discounts to be had before camping season starts and get your solo stove today. RVMiles.com slash solo stove and then click the link and use the promo code to save even more. RVMiles.com slash solo stove.
0: All right, it is time to talk about Walt Disney World. Last week we talked about visiting the Fort Wilderness Campground at Disney World, which is a great campground and a great option for visiting. But there's so much beyond choosing where to stay involved in visiting walt disney world and i think we should start by just giving people who have never been an overview of the scale of this place
1: yeah so the scale is big uh, that's I mean and that's probably not a big enough word for it it's <laughs> huge there are four parks total in addition to multiple resorts as well as an entire sort of shopping and dining uh, Mecca if we want to call it that uh, but let's start with the parks so you have four parks Disney is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year it opened in October of 1971 and so they have this big 50th celebration going on right now which is Awesome. And those four parks that are celebrating include Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios. Now, at our house, we all have different favorite parks. Mine for sure is Magic Kingdom, yours is Animal Kingdom, as well as Jackson. Then Ethan and Henry love Hollywood Studios. These parks are, and a lot of people do, a park hopper option, and that is a ticket that you can buy outside of, in addition to, I should say, your base ticket that allows you to hop from one park to another in a single day.
0: So if you buy a ticket to one of these parks, you Mm -hmm. can only go to that specific park unless you get the park hopper tickets.
1: Now a lot of people will swear by these park hopper tickets. We do not buy them um, just a because of the additional cost but then also we find for us that um, we try to plan these trips and maybe this is why we don't go as often but we do try to plan these trips that we can stay longer and have sometimes more than one day in one singular park and that allows us to sort of What we like to do in life in general, slow travel through the parks Mm -hmm. and not feel the pressure to do everything and see everything all at once. And I think sometimes that's why people will spend more for something like a a park hopper ticket because it allows them to be there in a shorter amount of time and try to fit in everything, which makes for very, very long days but it's totally doable. Um, We prefer and we recommend just especially with children one park a day.
0: We're also like really big into like (sighs) theming. Like we like to, I I don't want to lose like I'm at the magic kingdom and that's a very particular feeling. So let's talk about what you're going to find at each park. So magic kingdom is basically a beefed up copy of disneyland in california and uh has a few different things now over the years it's it's morphed and, and changed a bit uh, but it it has all the classic rides like the jungle cruise and peter pan and dumbo. and dumbo and that sort of stuff
1: cinderella's castle is there that to me is quintessential disney that is when you go in there you are fully immersed in the Disney world i think that the other parks take on different themes and different ideas but if you're wanting like that just truly Disney experience and and I don't mean just the movies themselves but there is a certain vibe a certain aesthetic that you think of when you think of Disney and that comes with Jungle Cruise and Haunted Mansion and you know Pirates of the Caribbean and all these things that were rides before they became movies that is that is Disney that is just the Disney vibe it's
0: a very family-friendly atmosphere in the in down to the rides like i mean everybody can ride most of the rides a family of five like ours can often fit on lots of them mm-hmm. you know they're, they're it's not thrill rides for the most part though there's a little bit of that with like space mountain uh but but you really have an atmosphere of something everybody can do together a magic kingdom has way more rides than any of the other three parks
1: yeah and i would say for younger families to build up what you just said this to me of the four parks is the it park for very young families our very first trip to disney magic kingdom as a family of five was when henry was only six months old and the amount of rides that i was able to go on with a six month old like Pirates and Small World and Peter Pan and Winnie the Pooh, Uh, you know, just the ability to experience Disney World like that with a small baby was amazing. And it was one of the reasons I think why we fell so in love with it. And then to return again with a two and a half year old and then to return all these years later with an eight year old and to still have all of those options as a family is is really magical to me. And I think as parents, you know, you often have to trade off and be like, well, you take them and I'll stay here. We didn't have to do that as much with our little ones.
0: The new nighttime show at Magic Kingdom is spectacular. Right now, there's not much in the way of parades and stuff, but the nighttime show is fantastic. Oh,
1: the nighttime show is gorgeous.
0: Moving on to Epcot. Epcot is a massive park that has sort of half- the world showcase which is kind of walking around the world through all these different countries that are these pavilions of countries that are sponsored by those actual countries so there's Canada the United Kingdom France Italy Morocco lots of different countries one of the sad things right now is those pavilions aren't full of employees from around the world which used to be the thing pre-pandemic and you know it's harder for them to be able to come work here now. Uh, so hopefully that will change soon in the future. And then there's the front area of the park is they're changing that dramatically. It's it's under a whole bun- bunch of renovations right now, but it's the future world area, which is it, it's hard to explain which is why they're changing it up, right? But it's it's got the uh, test track where you design a car and you try it out on a fast ride. It's got the Living with the Land pavilion and the seas and it's got mission space and they're building a new garden guardians of the galaxy ride there as well. Epcot has the best food by far.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And I think that's a main reason why a lot of people do the park hopper tickets is so that they can go to one of the other parks in the morning and then move to epcot in the evening and have dinner yeah
1: at epcot. absolutely
0: because you can eat around the world mm-hmm. and it's more adult park you can drink around the world as well they don't really sell much alcohol in the magic kingdom
1: so. they don't sell any in the magic kingdom except in the, in the restaurants. in the dine-in restaurants mm-hmm. yeah
0: and we've got hollywood studios which uh is gone through a major transfer transformation it used to be kind of like universal studios where it's giving sort of like the backstage look at movie making now it's more about immersing yourself in the movies themselves Mm -hmm. so we've got the new star wars land there which was our first time visiting that with the rise of the resistance ride and the millennium falcon ride which were both really cool amazing um and then it's got the toy story land which uh, is has become pretty large part of the park itself and then there are other things that are sort of Going away and being changed there. They're figuring um,
1: some things out there. They're making it a little bit more about uh, mm-hmm. Disney and the movies and brands as Disney continues to buy up a decent amount of stuff, having Star Wars now and the MCU, and but then how all that will play out with Universal, nobody really knows. And you know ABC and things like that. They're really trying to focus more in on those those movies that fall under those that genre.
0: Uh, then we've got Animal Kingdom, which is my favorite park. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the uh, it's the last one built, uh, which means it's kind of the most well themed, I think. And it's it's kind of Disney's version of a zoo. Uh, you can go on a safari ride through a massive safari park and see animals like out kind of in the wildish. Uh, and it's got some rides as well. And now they've built the Pandora area, which is based off of the Avatar film, which...
1: Which I've not seen, and I don't think you have to see it in order to enjoy that space. It's beautiful. Um, you know, I don't really know what to say about it. I, I don't... I think it's awesome. I I think they could have done without it, but I still think it's awesome.
0: I saw Avatar. I was indifferent to the movie. I was indifferent to the idea of them putting it at animal kingdom however it is it is really well done like you said and the uh the two rides over there are pretty good the the river ride is is it's beautiful chill. Yeah. it's chill it's it's okay the the flight of passage ride where you ride on a banshee you didn't do this. i didn't do that one no jack ethan and henry and i waited in a two-hour line to do this And it was one of the best things I've ever done in my life, period.
1: Yeah. And if you're like, well, Abby, what did you do for two hours (laughs) Well, I drank and I walked around and then I really enjoyed watching that area go from day to night. And I think that that even if you're not interested in Pandora and you don't want to ride the rides to watch it make that transition is beautiful the lighting is so gorgeous in the movie in the the, the
0: land of pandora is bioluminescence
1: uh, yes which
0: means the, they use a lot of black light stuff and leds and they it, yeah it, it's gorgeous
1: and it's it very really beautiful so i mean it's it's just i guess i can't i don't know i, I guess i maybe i have a, a particular idea of what i think animal kingdom should be and i'm not sure that pandora fits into that but that's not you know for me to decide
0: i i totally agree with you i'm with you on that i feel like it should have been at hollywood studios but we didn't we don't work for disney we don't get to do that kind of stuff
1: they're they're not listening to us
0: (laughs) then the other major area at disney world is disney springs which is sort of their big shopping mecca and there is no charge to go to disney springs but it is really cool Mm -hmm. it's full of stores not just Disney stores but actual you know it's it's like a an outdoor mall on steroids Uh, (laughs) lots of different cool stores tons of restaurants
1: one of the best restaurants that we ate at was actually there at Disney Springs and one of the best desserts that we had is actually at Disney Springs as well
0: yeah I I wish we had gone to Disney Springs a little bit more
1: I think that we made the mistake and this is we've always used to do this the last two times we were there we made the mistake of not going the first day we arrived and that's usually the first thing we do is we pop over there and we didn't do it this time and i think that that was a mistake and i I think going forward you know it's just something you can go for a few hours when you arrive you don't have to have a park ticket for so you don't have to spend that money but you get into the vibe and the feel at disney and then you're like yes i'm at disney you know it's just sort of like that energy without you having to spend the money on a park ticket
0: all right so there's a lot to think about when visiting disney world so we we got to go through this kind of abruptly but there there are way more resources online than in, and way more experts online yes. <laughs> than than wow. than we can help you out with but just to give you mm-hmm. some of the nuts and bolts of it the first thing that you really have to decide when you visit disney world is where you're going to stay and you can stay on property in one of Disney World's resorts or at the Fort Wilderness campground, or you can stay off property where there are tons of hotels outside of Disney World as well. There are several advantages to staying in on Disney property and they do that intentionally. They don't want you to leave and go to Universal. (laughs) They want you to stay there. And one of the biggest advantages is not having to pay for parking Mm -hmm. if you camp at Fort Wilderness. They have added a parking fee if you stay at one of the hotels on Disney property. But if you stay in Fort Wilderness campground, you do not pay a parking fee to visit the theme parks. If you stay off-site, you pay $25 every day. So you got to factor that into the cost. You also have to factor in the time savings. It takes a long time to get on property, get checked in, use the Disney transportation, all that sort of stuff. It's a little bit easier and a little bit faster to stay on site, and you can maybe cut a day off your stay or so, uh, and 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 save that money to stay on site mm-hmm. that way. Um,
1: I would argue that the parking fee is built into your camping fee, uh, your campsite fee, because it is rather expensive to camp. Well, uh, so well, I would yeah, I would yeah. argue but, that but they probably.
0: But if you see, they
1: probably accounted no, for that totally. and put it into. But the I'm saying fee. if you see
0: that if you see that camping at Fort Wilderness is $125. Right. And you look at a campground off site that is $85. You're looking at a $30 difference, but you got to factor in the fact that you stayed in, if you stay in that $80 campground, right. you're going to pay an additional $25 when you arrive.
1: And the fuel and the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I will not they camp anywhere above Fort for Wilderness, it. but they do build in that yeah. camp fee. Yeah.
0: Um We, uh, as we said before, you. You, you want to plan, plan, plan because it it is such a a, a managed chaos experience <laughs> at yeah. Disney World. It, if you just arrive, you're gonna wait in the longest lines for everything. Um, you're you're gonna not be able to do any sit down dining because you don't have a reservation. Um, you're gonna pay more because you didn't book a package of tickets. All that sort of stuff. You want to plan your days out i when i so
1: i was gonna say let's quickly just kind of run through some of the ways we keep saying plan 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 but what does that mean so let's kind of i see you've got it kind of broken down here so let's go through that really quick if we can
0: right now you have to choose and i don't see this going away uh, but this started during the pandemic uh you have to make a reservation for the park that you visit on Mm -hmm. each day Yeah, And if you have park hopper tickets, you can't switch parks until two o'clock that afternoon. Mm -hmm. So you have to decide which park you're going to go to on a given day in advance and and make a reservation for that day based on the number of tickets that you already have. It wasn't that big of a deal for us because the parks technically, theoretically weren't as busy and you could move those days around before, yeah. but it will become a much bigger deal when you get into the summer and the really busy times.
1: So one of the ways that we use, uh, something we use to do that is a website called touringplans.com yeah. and they do a crowd planner and so they will show you based on scientific data that has to do with wait times on rides not the uh, visitation number that the park reports for that day but the actual wait time on rides on a given day. They will come back and they will say we predict for the the exact same time next year, that this is going to be on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the busiest, one being like nobody's there. This is what we think the park is going to be at. That is how we plan our trip. We use that sort of as a guide. It is not 100% because our very first day we went to Magic Kingdom. That was supposed to be a four. And touring plans reported, hey, we're really sorry. Uh, this day ended up being a 10, the busiest day that Magic Kingdom had seen since before the pandemic. So I think it was like January of 2020.
0: I'll explain why. I think that is a little bit later when we yes. talk about our overall experience but, but
1: for the most part, they are always pretty much spot on, and we have used them every single time that we have needed to plan a trip.
0: And it's different for each park. So you, yes. you'll get the four parks, you'll get Magic Magic Kingdom's gonna be a seven today, Epcot's gonna be a five, Hollywood Studios is gonna be a two. So you might choose Hollywood Studios that yeah. day. Right? So
1: another way is that if you do plan to go to any of the resorts or it just any it's the campground, you need to book as soon as the window opens. Now that's usually a year out. That said, we are into the end of February 2022 and they have still not opened the window up for 2023. So I'm not sure what they're up to over there. They just do it whenever they want to do it. In the past, it's usually been a year out. That's not the case right now, but you do want to try and book the campground, especially if you want a busy time of year as soon as the window opens. Dining reservations. If you want to eat at Walt Disney World, and there are several places you should, you can start making a reservation 60 days before your trip starts. And you need to make it 60 days before your trip starts if you are dead set. We must eat at Be Our Guest in Magic Kingdom for lunch on Tuesday you have to do it because you won't get it if you wait. Yeah, we we flew by the seat of our pants. We did not have reservations and oftentimes we just used the My Disney app which we recommend you download and we would scroll through and be like, "Oh, what's open?" Sometimes it worked yeah. out. Sometimes it did We didn't.
0: just, I don't know. We we dropped the ball in that big time, and we had a much better experience in the past when we well, made our reservations when we should have.
1: Our sixty days started right at and around Thanksgiving. Yeah, and that was just a yeah, really so. crazy busy but time for us. The
0: dining is is it's not Six Flags dining. You know, it's it's good. There are the sit down restaurants. There are lots of very good mm-hmm. ones, so it is worth worth doing and taking the time and figuring that out
1: so let's talk about once you get into the park like the ride strategy um we did and this was our first year experiencing it we did the genie plus which allows you to book so many rides book a ride every couple of hours and go into the lightning lane as opposed to the standby lane now this ended up working out well for us in a park like Magic Kingdom and it's currently $15 a day per person so that is rather expensive. That's $75 a day for our family. However it was not worth it to us for Epcot or for Animal Kingdom. Yeah
0: it it's sort of billed as like you pay to go to the front of the line yes right it's so you used to have fast passes at disney you could go get a fast pass and come back in two hours and you get on the line then they added some booking fast passes in advance and now it's this lightning lane thing and there are lots of reasons i'm not crazy about it but but the the it it doesn't work as well as you would want it to work, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't want to pay that money, of course. But then you're like, well, I I feel like I've got to so that I can skip these lines and everybody else is doing it. And that's just making all the lines longer. And then you do it, and then it just... You feel like you're owned by it all day, and you're and you still end up waiting in lines. I mean, you don't go to the you go to the front of the you go ahead of the people that are waiting in the other line, but there's still a lightning lane line. So sometimes you're still waiting a half hour or more.
1: You don't wait two hours for the ride. Maybe you wait forty five minutes for the ride. You have (laughs)
0: to you have to book your first one at seven a.m. So again, it's um, like,
1: thank you, Disney, for making sure that I have to wake up at 6.45 in the morning on my vacation.
0: That's... And you don't get to book another one until two hours after the park opens. And by then, maybe gone. by the third one, they're all, the, all the most popular rides are they're run out of them.
1: So in Magic Kingdom, again, to go back to that, if you do this, the two rides right now, you would need to get, as soon as you can get them, Peter Pan or Jungle Cruise, because those will be gone by the by, the time well, they'll be gone. Yeah,
0: and that's the other thing about this too is that they don't have the top two rides at each park are not included in it, and they're a yeah. separate pay per ride. Lightning Lane. So yes. if you want to get on Rise of the Resistance at Hollywood Studios, you're going to pay somewhere between. It's eleven dollars. It, it, yeah, it, it varies bases on how based on how busy they are. It was eleven dollars when we were there. It's Supposed to be between like nine and fifteen. So $11 per person for us to get in the Lightning Lane line after we've already paid for the Genie Plus Lightning Lane. And it's all just confusing, right?
1: Well, and he, <laughs> yes. so And then it, the same has to happen for Mickey's Runaway Railroad at Hollywood Studios in Animal Kingdom. It's going to be for Expedition Everest, and it's going to be the Pandora Fly on the Banshee ride. <laughs> uh, you're going to pay um at uh we already did a magic kingdom it's for the seven dwarfs mine train and what was the other one and space mountain and so again if you don't pay extra for those rides and you're gonna sit and wait at epcot it's uh remy's ratatouille race to make you barf (laughs) um and uh frozen shocking right um
0: no we used to use a rope drop strategy often which is yeah. it, rope drop is the the disney insider word for when the park opens right <laughs> so you arrive when the park opens, don't be
1: using those fancy words like cast member they're gonna get you in trouble
0: and and it used to be you could show up at the magic kingdom at rope drop mm-hmm. uh, which is sometimes before the published opening of the park actually you could arrive and you could go back into the fantasy land and get on four boom, or five boom, rides boom, in that first boom. hour. I mean, you would be able to knock them out. So now... Not anymore. Now we're getting into, like... <laughs> we're getting into our overall experience here. At, yeah. And, and th- this really colored our experience in the parks because the Lightning Lane system has made all the lines longer. All mm-hmm. of them are longer. You... you There are there are very few walk on rides anymore. It's a small world you used to almost always be able to get in without waiting more than 10 minutes and now it, it was regularly up over 45 minutes when we were there. They seem to be managing when rides are open based on labor. So and I think this is why we got that 10 crowd day when mm-hmm. it's supposed to it was supposed to be a 4 or whatever. They are when you get there at rope drop there might be three major rides that they're like. um we're, we're gonna delay. These this. are a delayed opening today. So at Magic Kingdom for us, it was like Peter Pan, Pan. Unin Mansion, and Seven Dwarfs uh, Mine Train, and they're like, well, oh, we're just gonna. Open yeah, them no, later. it was
1: Big Thunder Mountain. Big Railroad. Thunder Mountain Railroad.
0: So what that does is ca- it just cause they- each ride can still only hold a certain number of people in a day, and the more people that buy the Lightning Lane. The more people that need to buy the Lightning Lane Mm -hmm. and the more people that need to buy the Lightning Lane, the longer that the lines get in the the first place.
1: Yeah. So as we talk about this, does this sound like a decision Disney made based on the best experience for the guest or the best experience for their pocketbook? Because I I won't even wait for the answer. This is the best experience for their pocketbook pocketbook this is not a decision you would make if you are trying to ensure that your guests get to move quickly through a ride and enjoy their overall experience in a park you would not make a lightning lane system like this when
0: we have visited disney in the past and we're going on i think i'm on my sixth or seventh time now um you guys are a little less um i have i have never until this trip, waited in a line over an hour long. Never, never, usually never over a half hour, because we used TouringPlans.com, which was very good at it, telling you like, go to this ride at Lightning this time. Lightning has awesome.
1: screwed them. They, that they that can't. doesn't work
0: anymore. Yeah, and we waited in multiple two-hour-long lines, mm-hmm. and that really puts a damper on your day.
1: I will give you. My personal recommendation: We did not pay for the Ratatouille ride. We waited in a line over two hours long, and that is one of the worst rides I've ever been on. And I wouldn't pay for it. I wouldn't be in line for it. I know that a lot of people love it and have a good time. I enjoyed it. You I, enjoyed it,
0: but it was not worth the wait.
1: Uh, I, from the minute it started, if you have even the smallest bit of issues with motion sickness, you're done on this ride because it's 3d it's not crisp it doesn't move i love the technology and i hope that the technology continues they do it over at rise of the resistance too i love the technology it's awful it was it was awful Uh, and I, uh, I, i i rode the whole thing looking down at my lap just trying to get something that i could focus in on that wasn't yeah it was it was just awful, and you know that's I know that's not everyone's experience, but just a, a you know just some warning to anyone who has even the slightest bit of motion sickness. This ride is not going to do you well, and neither will the Millennium Falcon. If you're one of the engineers, try to be a driver. I was an engineer, and towards the end of that ride, I was looking at the back of somebody else's seat, just praying that I did not throw up all over that ride.
0: I you know. I- it was unfortunate be, to me almost no ride is worth waiting in a line that long for which is why i've always found ways to avoid it in the past Just and, and the
1: number uh, of cocktails i, I could have consumed in epcot while we were waiting for again, that ratatouille ride
0: it is not about the number of people in the parks it's about now disney is delaying openings and managing down to closing half of a ride so like a ride like uh, toy story mania has two sides to it so the Close down one side. They're managing because of labor shortages, I'm sure, and just trying to save money. Whenever you go, it feels like a ten day because the ride wait times are are all you know 109 minutes or whatever they are.
1: You know, so we need to wrap this up because yeah. we've been talking for a long time, and I hate to leave it on a negative. Um, you know, it's a very expensive vacation. You know, going to Disney World is an investment and if it's an investment that you know you're only going to be able to make um, maybe once in a lifetime with your kids this is i would say this is not the year to make that investment i think that as long as labor continues to be an issue and i think in some ways as long as disney continues to put their bottom line their dollar in front of the guest experience and that even goes for the restaurants we ate at some great restaurants and we ate at some not so great restaurants um i would say wait give it another year to let the dust settle that said we still had an amazing time and all it would take is we would have we would feel a little less magic and then something magical would happen and it would it would erase those feelings at it, that it time it just
0: it for those have been in the past it used to just feel like you go to Disney World and their entire idea was about making you forget the rest of the world. You, mm-hmm. fr- they, If you flew in, they put you on the magical express bus that drove you to your hotel. Your luggage mm-hmm. went w- with your bus. You didn't have to worry about getting your luggage, anything like that. Once you're on site and you had that dining plan, everything was already paid for. You spent a lot of money in advance, but it was out of your mind now while you're but, on vacation.
1: I do think that right now it's impossible to forget the outside world at Disney because there's just a lot still missing, but I do agree with you. Like that was always what was so special to me. And maybe I'll feel differently. The dining plan is not back yet. Uh, I I, I just think
0: with, with the new CEO and the pandemic, like the pandemic was kind of used to make some changes Mm -hmm. that, that are just not quite customer forward anymore, and they make you, you, you just have to think about a lot more stuff. You have to be, you're like you, you go there and you see everybody is on their phone, not because they're checking Facebook, because they're trying to figure out they're the next the ride. App. They're trying to order food. You have to order food from all the different food stands, which actually works really well sometimes. But and when the... they like don't let you come sit down until your food's done, all sorts of
1: a lot of control. <sighs> <sighs> just a lot of. <clears throat> A lot of nitpicky and I, but I would also like to, I want to leave it on a positive. Yeah. So I want to leave it on a positive and I want to say this, that everyone who was working at Disney and coming to work every single day to try and help us have a very magical vacation was entirely kind. And... They were Remember they that, the
0: janitor we met on our very first night. They're the janitor yes, in Fort Wilderness who, who gave us like.
1: Talked our ear off about like <laughs> gelato and pizza and telling us all these wonderful things. And, you know, you leave and, um, you know, they're waving goodbye to you and, and wishing you a good night or they're greeting you as you come onto the ride. And, you know, they are probably encountering in one single day of work some pretty, probably not so great. You know interactions. And so I just want to leave it by saying that I'm thankful that people continue to come to work in places like that and try to bring as much joy as they can because they were certainly some people we met there were certainly the highlight of our trip. Mm-hmm. And so I thank them for doing that sort of unseen job.
0: So... For folks who have no interest in going to Disney World, thank you for sitting through this and listening to us. <laughs>
1: or you fast forwarded and that's totally fine too. <laughs> for
0: those that uh, that do plan on going, I hope this helps you figure it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, really, really do seriously do your research and, and, and make a plan. It's really, yeah. really fruitful to having a better vacation. Yeah,
1: and if you have a question for us about our trip, just feel free to ask us in the RV Miles Facebook group. Just tag us there with the question and we will do our best to answer it for you
0: we'll be back in a moment be right back it's never too late to cover your rv for the winter whether you own a motor home a travel trailer or a truck camper EmpireCovers.com is here to help protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free, multi-year warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. If you're not in need of a full cover, Empire has just launched a line of RV rooftop covers that keep the roof of your RV clean and protect it from UV rays. Listeners can receive free shipping and 60% off the original price of their cover order. Visit Empirecovers.com slash RV Miles or use promo code MILES60 MILES60 at checkout. Empirecovers.com. Protect what you love.
1: We are back, and now it is time to check the level of our tanks on this episode. Jason, what is in your black tank this week?
0: I, I've said this before. I don't know if it's been my black tank, but I I got to pull through sites. I I do not like pull through campsites. And, you know, I, I understand the utility for like an overnight. I know. And I know there are a lot of people that say I only book a pull through campsite because it's easier and all that. But having, you know, been here in Florida for the last few weeks, the pull through campsites that we have gone to are so Small and that when when people complain about the amount of space they give you at a campground, they cannot give you more in a pull through or at least much more. A pull through is twice the length of of a normal campsite, and you end up with a long skinny yard where you can reach out to your neighbor and touch them, and no matter Ask them how, if
1: they've got like some milk you can. do. I need a cup of milk, and you just reach out, and they can just pass yeah. it to you. Yep.
0: I, there, there have been a few we've been to in the past. A very, very few pull throughs that are just sort of giant, massive. Usually, they're like buddy sites where you're opposite the people across from you. But I, I, we're in a great campsite right now. That is a, it's a back end. It's probably the same amount of square footage. As some of the pull throughs that we've been in recently, but we have a large lawn. We have more space because it's a back end. And I,
1: I always book us a back end if I can. And what's so interesting about that is when I call to book and ask if they have availability, like a last minute kind of thing, they are apologetic. If they say Mm -hmm. to me, all we have is a back end. And I'm sure part of that is because they know I'm just looking for like one or two nights, but I'm like, oh no, no that's great. We like ends because I know that we're going to get a little bit more space for the kids to like run around. Ethan, our 11 year old, he just hates when we get into a campground and we're right up on the other person because he wants to go outside and run around and kind of play in his imagination. And he feels shy about it when he feels like he's right up against another person's home. And, you know, maybe he, you know, he just, he feels shy about that. Yeah.
0: We always think too, when we're just even doing an overnight or two nights or something like that, well, we think, oh, we'll it'll just be convenient because the truck will be right there ready to go. Um, we and still so like, unhook. But we still unhook, and we almost always go pull somewhere. forward <laughs> far enough. No, no, oh. we always go out <laughs> always always, to eat. <laughs> because of the hookups or where the picnic table is or Ew. whatever, we almost always pull our fifth wheel forward enough in order to go park the truck behind it. Because or- usually they're more laid out for a motorhome towing mm-hmm. a car behind them, which would be more forward in the site.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. What is in your fresh tank?
0: Uh, my fresh tank is a wild magical dreamland for people a little bit older than me. This is this a fresh tank or a gray tank. I don't know. It's a weird tank. The, we we ran across this place that I'm sure many of you have heard about. I'm sure we have listeners that live there called The Villages in Florida.
1: I felt like I was in an M night Shyamalan grand <laughs> ding dong movie when we it, went there. The
0: Villages is like a retirement community on, it's well, like on Disney scale. I mean, it is it vi- literally villages of retirement communities. And we, the reason we ended up in the villages is we were-
1: I wanted a Panera. We were
0: going to Panera. And we're like, oh, there's a Panera that's 10 miles from us. We're going to drive to this Panera. And on the way to this Panera, through this downtown area in the villages, we are- we're going past like hundreds of people having a time of their lives <laughs> oh doing the God. chicken dance,
1: living in there about-
0: millions of golf carts. And
1: it was, there's numerous sort of like shopping Meccas and they're all themed to look like turn of the century sort of style, like very similar to a section of like what Disney Springs does. And um, we come in and there are hundreds of golf carts everywhere like there's there's more golf carts than there are cars and this is not like shade to y'all who live in the villages because you are living your best life I saw all of you doing this chicken dance thing you are living your best life uh but your best life is for a very specific group of people of which our 14-year-old said, Mom and Dad, I think you guys might be the youngest adults here, <laughs> which is saying something. And so I said, um, this, let's not eat here. Uh, I not, there were no signs that said no children welcome, but there were no children. It's like, it like Stepford Wives, almost. Like, or or um, what was that movie with uh, Jim Carrey? Uh, the Truman Show. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, that. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it was. Uh, it's, I don't know. We uh. but we did stop and eat. We ate at the Panera, and it was great, and it was fine. And we I, inside I, 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 Is this a black tank? Is this a fresh? I don't know what this is. This, this is, is just, just. a, This thing exists, and I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. And and, Our... and between wondering if I would want to live here when I'm retired because it's so cool. Or frightened by it. I Ethan, don't know.
1: Ethan wants to live here. <laughs> I don't know. Ethan and somebody said to me that they were like, "Can you imagine the le- like the level of gossip that happens <laughs> in that place? You know that there are cliques running all through that place." Ethan. Ethan is like, "I this is where I will reign." Yeah, but later. he would be like the but he would be would like be, the board president.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh,
1: for real. <laughs> for real.
0: Anyway moving on if you if you have if you've been to the villages if you live there if you know somebody i would love to know in the comments uh on the youtube version of the podcast let us know a a little bit about it because i i I need i need to know more (laughs) i need to know more about this it left us
1: speechless it just left us speechless it was
0: all right what is yeah. in your black tank? <laughs> uh, so
1: my black tank this week goes to um, our Garmin GPS. And we'll talk about this on a bigger scale. But it goes to our Garmin GPS, which has been... And we've talked about this pretty regularly over the last several months. It's been giving us a little bit of problems. Uh, like it doesn't understand roads anymore. <laughs> I do not... <laughs> like, I don't understand Why, Garmin, when we have it selected, that we have a fifth wheel hooked up to us, would be like, at the next light, make a U-turn. Garmin, I am not making a U-turn with a 43-foot fifth wheel. What are you smoking? Like, what is happening? And this happens
0: really frequently. And it took us down this road. That was, uh, well, it ended up being closed at the end of it, like permanently closed, like they should have known closed, very residential neighborhood. And so it took us a very, very long way around to go on what was supposed to be a 12 mile drive straight down the interstate. And it's our fault for not double checking it. But, you know, it's a 12 mile drive day, we thought. Oh, we're fine. But
1: can I get, let me give the most recent example. So we stayed at Ocala Sun RV Resort for a night after we'd done our boondocking on on our way to where we are now. And we're coming down the road and Ocala is going to be on our right side. And I know this because I can see the little checkered flag on Garmin. And I've also double checked this against Apple. We are going and Garmin is saying to us, in a quarter of a mile, make a U-turn, why, why am I making a U turn, Garmin? The RV resort is Instead right there. Instead of on a right.
0: right, it wanted us to keep going, make a U turn, come back, and take a left.
1: And then, t- in a quarter of a mile, make a U turn at the light. Oh my! And I was like, Jason, I'm not listening to this crazy lady anymore. And I don't. This RV is <sighs> this. This park is right here. We just take a right. The
0: problem is, I don't know if there's anything better. Right? I mean. I think the only solution these days is to a check your route. Everything. You really need to like look truckers, look huh, through the whole route. Look at a, against the trucker's atlas. But I'd run run Google and Garmin at the same time. I mean, I, I, so
1: I, the thing is, is ninety percent of the time Garmin is totally fine, but that ten percent when they're wrong. It's real bad. It's real bad because you are hooked up with this giant thing behind you and you are not doing a U-turn. And Lord help you if you end up on a dead end road and there's nowhere to turn around because you're backing that bad boy up. So we are very, we were diligent before we are very very diligent but
0: now. it's a, i've i've said this before too though is that when you have those short days mm-hmm. when you're just going somewhere local we were going those are 22 miles those are the days when you make mistakes because you you don't think of it as a big travel yeah, day yeah those are the days when people forget to check their ti- or or decide not to check their tires or you know all the sorts right. of little things that could go wrong and, and you, they do. you have to treat them like it's a, mm-hmm. a 400 mile drive.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed.
0: What's in your fresh tank?
1: Okay. So my fresh tank is nothing new. It's not like revolutionary. It's not going to break the internet, uh, but it, it might break uh, my waistline. And that is the uh, cookie dough bites from Ben and Jerry's that you can buy in the freezer section. I have uh, ignored these. Like I love cookie dough. I love it so much. Chocolate chip cookie dough. I have ignored these because um, I know that it could not be, I'm gluten sensitive, so I shouldn't be eating them anyway. And then also, whoa, um, I, in a fit of, of just blacking out, I purchased these the other day <laughs> and brought them home and they're in the freezer and uh, I can't stop eating them they are the most delectable oh look i'm walking by the freezer open up let's get a couple i just get a couple out have a couple and they're like teeny tiny they're ben and jerry's chocolate chip cookie dough that they put in the ice cream so it comes like in the little nugget like in the little ball oh
0: see i haven't even tried one yet. no you, i told you guys you can't you have got, any now you got no, this is the, ethan, i it, will be trying one it's ethan asked happening. me I mean, if
1: i was purposely trying to hide it in the freezer because he saw me put it under like a bag of
0: vegetables
1: (laughs) and i was like i need you to get out of my space personal space like six feet go over there don't worry about it um they're just they're so good and i can't ever ever buy them again and that's my fresh tank
0: that's it for this week's episode of the rv miles podcast
1: Thank you so much for sticking with this and listening. We hope you got something enjoyable out of it. We had such a nice time talking about Disney. If you want to talk about that or anything else we've covered, if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave a comment down below. Or if you're listening and want to talk to us, head on over to the RV Miles Facebook group and drop your comment in there. Tag us. We'll be sure to see you. If you're getting ready for camping season, we would really like to encourage you to head over to amazon.com slash shop slash RV Miles and check out all of our camping gear lists. Or just take us with you as you shop through Amazon, because we get a small kickback for anything you purchase. It does not cost you any extra, but it does help support everything that we do here at RV Miles. Outside of that, please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us that five-star review, help us get in front of a whole new audience as we get ready for camping season. Thank you so much. Thank you again for listening, for watching, and until next week, keep logging those RV Miles. Bye, everybody. Bye you